on the COVID front, Ben has an opportunity, uh, provided he he gets uh, the required negative testing to, to be available to play. Um, you guys know that we've been in circumstances with Ben in the past when he's been less than available during the course of the week. Uh, like I told the team yesterday in the team meeting, and I'll tell you guys, we're going to build our plan around getting Mason ready to play. We're going to highlight his talents and skills relative to the opponents that we intend to play. We're going to build that plan. We're going to work that plan. we got a young offensive unit, and we'll let that lead us throughout the week. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome on in BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth on Wednesday morning, talking some NFL here and joining us on the Roman guest line is Chris Mack. He is one of the hosts, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh on their morning show and also one of the hosts of FanDuel Game Day Morning, 8 a.m. to 10 Eastern Sundays right here on the BetQL Network. He joins us now to talk Steelers charge, a really big game for the AFC playoff picture this weekend. And we'll dive into the AFC playoff picture. Chris, thank you for hopping on. And the voice there of Mike Tomlin talking about getting Ben Roethlisberger ready. It's a big game this weekend. And it seems like, you know, the COVID issues with the Steelers and the Chargers is going to impact this, impact this one a lot. Uh, the number has touched six here in, in favor of the Chargers at one point uh, early this week. Yeah, and, and he went with his old Motel 6 uh, line of we'll leave the light on for him, uh, of him and TJ Watt, which is – one of Mike Tomlin's favorite go-tos. And I think that's probably the question here. I mean, the game plan is not going to look appreciably different uh, based on whether it's Rudolph or Roethlisberger. We saw that against the Lions. Uh, They had what would have actually been a classic Ben Roethlisberger performance of throwing the ball way too much, right? Um, And they got away from Najee, uh, especially on that that three-play series down inside the 10-yard line. They had first and goal from the five. Didn't run the ball. Everybody's hammering Matt Canada for that this week, rightfully so. So um, whether it's Roethlisberger, whether it's Rudolph, you don't want them throwing more than 35 to 40 times. It's just not going to work with their offense. Uh, You don't want that offensive line trying to stand up in front of either one of those guys uh, protecting them because the offensive line is still a big work in progress too. But I I don't know where I'm at on the number on this one, guys, because of the Bosa situation. I don't know if, if Tillery necessarily scares me off at all just because the Chargers haven't been able to stop the run to save their lives, and I don't know if that's going to change anything on that front. Chris, you mentioned Najee, and um, a few of us on the show have him to be the rushing leader as a future. Does that bet have any life against a bad Chargers defense? I, I think against the Chargers, you know, if you take if you slice this one week out, Aaron, and just talk about this week and, and talk about them perhaps seeing, you know, committing to Najee a little bit more, you would hope. I don't know why it took them the first four or five weeks of the season to decide that he had to be the focal point of the offense. It's change is glacial around the Steelers organization, right? I mean, we're talking about a, a team that's had three head coaches uh, in the last half century. So yeah, they just they are slow to change and that includes doing crazy things like actually leaning on a running back that you spent a first round pick on I agree with you that you know I like Najee early I took him as offensive rookie of the year uh on a futures bet before the season started I don't know if that'll work I mean that's probably got a better chance than the rushing title the the prop that you're on just because it's you know the only guy he's chasing down there is Jamar Chase really I think um, but they've got to commit to him, right? Like that's that's what it all comes down to. Is are, are Matt Canada and the Steelers going to commit to Najee Harris being the focal point of the offense and not go into, for example, a ten minute overtime with the Detroit Lions in the pouring rain and decide to throw a dozen times? 
Chris, when you look at the AFC playoff picture here, there's a lot of teams. In the yeah. NFC, there are, the teams are worse, I would say. The, the, there's three-win teams still in the mix. In the AFC, there's a whole bunch of five-win teams in the mix here. The Steelers are in this mix. When you look at them, what they've done, what's to come on the schedule, uh, what's the temperature in Pittsburgh? What's your feeling on the Steelers to make the playoffs? Because there's spots available, and, and this obviously is a big game on, on Sunday against the Chargers for tiebreaker purposes. But where are you on the Steelers' chances to make the AFC playoffs? Well, you talk about the, the two conferences' playoff pictures, Joe. Like I'm The NFC playoff picture is like the high-def thing you can do on your iPhone now when it's got like four lenses on it. <laughs> the AFC playoff picture is, you remember those old Instamatic cameras when we were little kids that had the flash cube on top that would rotate around? Yeah. That's the AFC playoff picture. They are so far and away behind the NFC right now because, to your point, teams like the Steelers and the Bengals and the Browns are all still in it. Heck, the Broncos are technically mathematically alive if we want to talk about playoff spots in the AFC. Um, a lot of people around Pittsburgh started joking before that even that game even wrapped up on Sunday that this is exactly what we would expect. They'll tie the Lions, they'll go 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, and then Mike Tomlin's streak of non-losing seasons will stay intact, right? Because we talk about that all the time. Oh, he's never had a losing season. Yeah, he also hasn't been back to the Super Bowl in a decade. Um, and that's that's a big concern in Pittsburgh. It's sort of an all-or-nothing town when it comes to the Steelers. If they could get to the playoffs and, and somehow scratch and fight and claw their way in, uh, it would be an accomplishment for them, I think. Especially because we don't know what Roethlisberger's arm is going to look like down the stretch, right? Like It, it could yeah. be like last year and completely fall off. He, he might he might miss this week's game. He might miss another game. We could get an extended look at Mason Rudolph, which if it's anything like the Detroit game, it won't be good. And I've been driving the Mason Rudolph bandwagon uh, here in Pittsburgh. If anybody was willing to jump on, I have decided to give the wheel to someone else. I'll ride in the back seat because <laughs> after that Detroit game, I am no longer driving the Rudolph bandwagon. They could they could sneak in. And here's the crazy part. I think a lot of it has to do with the North, right? You look at the AFC North, all four of those teams could finish within two or three wins of each other. All four of them could go to the playoffs conceivably or just the division champion could go to the playoffs. And part of that is I think they've only played a third of their divisional games so far. It's a lot like the West where you just haven't had a lot of divisional matchups yet to really have them start to knock each other out the way you would expect divisional opponents who are closely matched to do. Well, Chris, are you driving the Pat Mahomes bandwagon? Because there's a lot of overreaction after what we saw against the Raiders. Was that a fluke? Is Pat Mahomes and are the Chiefs back? What's your assessment here? Well, I mean, this is two weeks in a row we've seen him not turn the ball over, right? So, I mean, as compared to where he was just three weeks ago when he was – all those Patrick Mahomes things that he got away with for the first couple of years as a starter it weren't working the first half of the season, right? It was almost like he was getting the rookie quarterback treatment or first-year starting quarterback treatment that it looked like the league never gave him when he was originally a starter, right? He shot out of the gate. He was instantly on fire, and everybody fell in love with him. Uh, that's what happens when your defense can't get off the field sometimes and they put you in bad situations. Uh, he, he was trying to do too much. I think we've seen him dial it back a little bit, you know, a, a little bit less of the no look passes, a little bit less of throwing it as we're falling down on our rear end and trying to do the crazy stuff and just staying within the offense and using what he has available to him, which is arguably the best tight end in the game, even if Kelsey is not 100%. And the biggest playmaker, the most dynamic big-time playmaker in the game, and Tyreek Hill, feed those guys. And I don't want to say get out of the way because he's a star in his own right, Mahomes, but feed those guys and get out of the way. 
Chris, let's talk through the AFC North here. The Ravens lead this thing. And and I think two weeks ago, I would have said the Ravens are, are going to win the AFC North. No questions asked. And they go to Miami and they lead a complete egg. I mean, that was a, a bad game by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And now you look at it and I, I think there's, you know, there's some ambiguity there. Maybe you can make a case that maybe the Ravens will not win the AFC North. So right now, FanDuel Sportsbook has the Ravens minus 130 to win this division. Bengals plus 480, Browns plus 480, Steelers plus 490. Chris, if you were, if you say, if you, we say the Ravens are not going to win it, where do you think the value lies? Bengals, Steelers, Browns. That's scary, Joe, because I don't like any of these teams to finish with a winning record. I, I, I mean, the second half of the season, again, they're going to start to knock each other off, right, with some AFC North matchups. Uh, I, the Steelers, I kind of have an eye on as a 500 team. Had an eye on them as an eight or nine win team to begin with this year, and I think that's exactly what they are. The Bengals may be a win or two better than we expected, right? Uh, so if you had a win total prop on them, you're probably feeling good about it if you had the over at this point. But I still think they're probably a three and five team down the stretch. Browns, maybe a two and five team, three, you know, three and four team down the stretch. You add those numbers up, that's none of those teams getting past the eight win mark. So if I've got to choose between the three, man, that's do, are, are you making me choose? Like, do I have yes. to cut off a limb or you have to do it? Yeah, you have to do it. Oh, my God. Um I guess I would, this is scary. I would lean on Cincinnati, maybe. <laughs> just because, it's seriously the best of the rest, right? I mean, yeah. and, and that's and that's assuming we're taking the Ravens out of the discussion, sure. obviously. Um, because they have the big play capability. I think their warts have been a little less ugly than the Steelers and Browns warts. And as much as Joe Burrow has gotten beaten up at times, I think he's probably got the best chance to finish the season to the starting quarterbacks among those three teams, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That, that, I think that, I think that's, they're the quarterback I trust the most, right? Burroughs, yeah. the quarterback. I mean, you have Baker's been terrible and or hurt. And, and obviously we, you know, the Steelers situation at quarterback. So I'm with you on that. I, I think it's the Bengals. What has happened to the chargers? Cause it seems like just not too long ago, we were talking about Staley coach of the year. The chargers were looking right? so good. Now they've lost three of the last four. This has really hurt them. Is there anything they can do to get back on track? I think they've got to start to exploit – and they've got a great chance this weekend. Um, I'll say this because if Minka Fitzpatrick is, in fact, out for the Steelers, and it looks like he definitely will be uh, due to COVID protocol, start to take those deep shots. that they've, they, they haven't really dialed up for Justin Herbert as much as they should. Uh, hit teams over the top, back them off, open things up for Eckler underneath, uh, start moving with the running game as well. I, they have the total package on offense. It just feels like they get away from it more often than not. And and that's, I think it might be a fear of, oh, if we try to give Herbert too much, is it going to be more than he can chew? Is he going to make a mistake? Yeah, he's going to make mistakes here and there. You know, that's that's what young quarterbacks do. You got to just live with it and and stop funneling your your defense away from the run. I think that's the other thing. They're, they're just getting absolutely abused on the ground. And a team like the Steelers, who the Chargers are more talented than the Steelers, right? But the Steelers could go out to L.A. this weekend. And if they, again, commit to Najee, for example, and just get him 30, 35 touches, they could beat the Chargers, even with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, even without T.J. Watt on the other side of the ball, because they could put 180 yards up on the ground. And it's because the Chargers refuse to clamp down on that on that part of the game. And again, if Tillery and Bosa are both out, that doesn't help them accomplish that either, I guess. 
Yeah, it hurts it. We're talking to Chris Mack, 93.7 The Fan out in Pittsburgh, and also FanDuel Game Day Morning right here on the Beck Hill Network. Uh, Chris, it, you know, we talk about it here on this network. I'm sure you're talking about your Sunday show. Is it something that's talked about in Pittsburgh a lot? Like, I, I look at the Steelers, and I'm like, all right, they're five, seven-point underdogs. I love Mike Tomlin in that spot. They're five or seven-point favorites, and I hate Mike Tomlin in that spot. Like, I, I feel like the Lions were the easy play last week, plus the eight, eight and a half. And this week, as that line climbs... It, I'm going to get tempted. I mean, it's Mike Tomlin getting points. Mike Tomlin as an underdog. Is that something you guys at Pittsburgh talk about? Because it feels like it, it always seems like when he's a big underdog, I like Tomlin. When he's not, I don't like Tomlin. Yeah, Joe, not as much the dog side, but definitely the favorite side, right? And, and I fell into the trap of thinking Detroit was a perfect opportunity, even with Rudolph at quarterback, for them to finally get a lead on a team and put them away. They hadn't done it against Denver. They hadn't done it against Seattle. Uh, they had failed to do it several times this year, and they finally were going to get that opportunity, right? They didn't do it against Chicago either, and they didn't. They, 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 they couldn't get out of their own way. They call it around here the Tomlin special, going in against a team that you're, less, or that you're more talented than and guys not being prepared. And it gets put on Mike Tomlin, and it probably should. He's the head coach, right? And you, you kind of saw it in that one report from Aditi from the NFL Network of, Coaches questioning what Haskins was doing during warm-ups, right? Is, is this guy really prepared? What is he doing? He's playing with his phone during pregame warm-ups. Stop worrying about your music and get ready for the game. You could be a snap away from getting an opportunity. And it, it's it's a constant theme here in Pittsburgh of, man, here we go. Here come the Bears. Here come the Lions. They're going to struggle. And they might even lose one of these games. And don't you know it, they end up losing one of those games. So the other side of that coin that you mentioned, though, um, that same, that very same contingent that drives the, the the Tomlin special narrative also is not willing to give Tomlin his flowers when he does overperform, right? And it hasn't happened. To- Looking at the board this weekend, are there any other games that you like? I tell you, I think the entire. Aside from the Steelers-Chargers game, Aaron, which I'm going to wait on just because of the COVID issues on both teams, uh, yeah. I think the entire AFC North is overvalued this week. Like, Ooh. I look at Cleveland laying 10. Who in their right mind is allowing Baker Mayfield to lay 10 points right now against anybody, including the Lions, who've got to have a little bit of an emotional lift, right? As much as the Detroit Lions could have an emotional lift or any team could have a lift coming off a tie, it's them going up the road to Cleveland and maybe having a chance to catch the Browns, maybe even without Mayfield. We don't know what the situation is going to be there. And then Cincinnati, even though you made me pick them, Joe, and you made me do it, you made (laughs) me pick them as you you twisted my arm. Um, I I don't think Vegas is as bad as they've looked the last couple of weeks. And you're you're telling Cincinnati to go out there on the road. I think they're – I think – they're on the wrong side of that one right now. I, I, I'd lay a couple of points with Vegas if it were up to me rather than the one, one and a half that I've seen with Cincy. And then we talked about Baltimore. They are, I think, 30th or 31st in net yards per play I saw in the last three games. That's terrible. So uh, laying six against Chicago, I, that's probably more like a three or four point game for me. So fade the North this week. Uh, especially if T.J. Watt and Ben Roethlisberger are out. I'll, I'll fade all four teams. Great stuff. Chris Mack, 93.7 The Fan. Chris, we appreciate it. That was Chris Mack on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Jessica Gonzalez is next.
with us right here on the BetQL Network.